I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to The Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. This episode is the second part of a two-episode series of podcasts with Jimmy Carter, former Millwall, Liverpool and Arsenal winger. Last episode, Peter and Jimmy discussed Jimmy's time as a professional footballer. In this episode, we find out what has happened in Jimmy's life post-football, what's in store for Jimmy breaking into sports media, but firstly, we find out how he fares in the penalty shootout quiz. We've got to know Jimmy Carter as a person, we've got to know Jimmy Carter as a footballer. Um, I'm going to invite you to take part in the penalty shootout. Um, you must have took penalties, do you? Do, do you know what, Pete? I, I wasn't a great, the greatest penalty taker. I, only th- I think I only took one in my career. They, that was against Norwich City. Yeah. The Simod Cup comes up again. The Simod Cup, Simod mate. Cup. Long live the Simod it, Cup. It was Norwich away yeah. uh, at, at Carrow Road and it went to penalties. Yeah. And I, I took one, buried it. But I wasn't that great. Three set pieces and penalties okay, wasn't really my game. Well, you're going to take five penalties against me, mate. So I've got five questions for Lovely, you. Lovely, mate. We're doing but, it now? Yeah, we're doing, we're doing them now. We're going to do the penalty shootout quiz now, mate. All right? Is it me and you? Is it no, no, it's just you. You're taking some, you're taking some shots. Okay. Right. Penalty, penalty number one, Jim. There's no right or wrong answer. On, Best gaffer. Best gaffer. Oh gosh! Listen, I've got to say, I've got to say, John John, uh, John Doherty because he got to promote Mill to the top flight for the first time in their history has to be John Doherty best goal best goal without a shadow of a doubt playing for Portsmouth away at Molyneux Boxing Day no fixtures on the just the old Molyneux when it was all falling down and no, it's, it's the new, 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 oh, new Molyneux yeah. so we went up there it was 2-0 down at half time absolutely getting battered come out half time snow all over the pitch orange ball Fitzroy Simpson I love an orange ball Fitzroy Simpson plays him in the ball he's inside his air half I'm 10 yards inside the Wolves half pick it up Travel about five yards, smash it. You could have two David Siemens in there, not stopping it. Goes into the top left hand corner, absolute bullet. Gets about the 2 1. Dion Burton equalises, makes it 2 2. Memorable. Best goal ever. Best goal. Okay. Best player you've ever played with? Difficult one. Gosh, Penalty I mean, three. Oh, do you know what? It's, gonna, it's a difficult one. I'm going to have to say, and, and I'll tell you the reasons why. Yeah. I mean, when you play for the likes of Liverpool and Arsenal, yeah. two of the biggest clubs in Europe, right? You're talking about top top players, right? You, you could, I could, I could probably pick uh, uh, numerous top players. You're gonna I'm give me gonna, something special, aren't you? Come I'm on. gonna go for someone who I played with at Millwall, who I, I played with a th- as a 13 year old kid in the same Sunday side, and we actually went on to do very, very good things. He's now MBE, Teddy Sheringham. Teddy Sheringham, fair play. And uh, the reason why I say Teddy is because even if Teddy wasn't having a very good game, he had the ability to bring others in and make them play better. Yeah top top player and it was no surprise that he went on to, to yeah. play for England I mean I, I was there at the uh, the England Holland Ready Steady Super Teddy game you know when he sort of in that Euro 96 when he he, he yeah. come to life and what yeah. he achieved with you know yeah fair play I mean that's but, but again I think I think for you to say that you played together as 13 year olds yeah. and you do that what a great yeah. choice okay yeah. question number four penalty number four mate yeah. what's the funniest thing that's happened on a football pitch that's a tough one, really. I don't, I don't know if there's anything. I mean, listen, I've been subbed. Yeah. I've been subbed the sub twice. I mean, that, yeah. that was that was quite funny for the opposite opposition. I mean, <laughs> I, but uh, but certainly not for me. I mean, that's probably one of the most yeah. humiliating, humiliating 
things on the football field. Uh, is that, let me let me come back to you. Let me let me come back to you. Come back to you. Yeah, on that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll answer that one later because I, okay. nothing's really sort of springing out of me on that okay. one. Okay. So what we're doing, mate? You missed that one. Yeah. We're, we're yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, I missed it. You scored, missed it. You scored three. You've missed one. Yeah. This one's really easy. Go on. Who's going to finish higher this season, Fulham Football Club or Millwall okay. Football Club? Okay. This is this is this is not an easy one. Yeah. Millwall made a very good start. Yeah. Fulham equally two wins out of three. Yeah. Big game tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to say they're going to both have very, very good seasons. Who's going to finish higher? Yeah, right now, gun at your head. Millwall Football Club. Fair play. Without a shadow of doubt. Okay. But tell you, let me tell you something though. Fulham will be in the top six, which means Mill will be in the top six, which means Mill might even get automatic promotion well, if we got the, if we get the rubber, rubber well, green. Well, Mr. Carter, um, you've scored three of those penalties. I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to save two. Half, I'm definitely I'm definitely saving man. penalty five because Fulham are definitely going to be higher than Millwall come the end of the season. And and you don't want to share your funniest moment, but you won three two, mate. Congratulations. Love that, mate. Well Brilliant. done. Sweet. This is where I've got to know you is, is after you being a player. Um, you read now about that tough transition when you've had to retire and you had to, yeah. you know, you have to then rebuild your life and you have to, you have to do things. I mean, yeah. with the greatest respect to your era, you, yeah. you've already brought it to life in the recording. Yeah. The money you're talking is not the money that, that is out there now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and, I, and I speak to a lot of players and people, and it's like it, no, no one seems envious, envious of it because it's about the time and place, yeah. isn't it? Do you know I what I mean? I would swap it, Pete. Yeah. I would not swap it at all. Because I, I think some of the strokes that you boys put, got up to, like like you already yeah. said in, in yeah. South London, you've got no chance of having that sort of life of now. Course. Of course. But but how, what was that transition like for you, Jim? I, I have to be very very honest with you, you, Pete. Here, you know, the first year was a very very um, not being funny. It was it was quite a bad place for us. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you hear this about players not making that transition very very yeah. smoothly. Um, I wasn't that bad. You know, I, I didn't. I wouldn't say I got depressed. But what I would say is, when you when you're used to being a professional football player, I'm, I'm used to all. The, you know, going in the, going in the morning. You know, people might say you might lose Mr. Money. We did. We weren't on big money back yeah. then. We weren't on the. the people the, say they missed the banter, the camaraderie, camaraderie being with your mates, the, tra yeah. and the training. Go, go, going into training every day, yeah. putting your kit on, going out and playing football. We've, we, we, we've essentially your mates, and, and and getting paid for it at the, end of, at the end of the month. There's no better life than football. Full stop for me. I mean, I, listen, I know I'm biased a little bit, and others, other very very. <laughs> Nice careers that people settle into and whatever, but for me, being a football player was was everything. And um, when that comes to an end, and for me, it was because it happened quite suddenly as well. Yeah. I'd had the back operation. Yeah. And um, how old was you when you retired? I was thirty-three and a half. Thirty-three. Thirty-three okay. and a half. I had another year's contract uh, on the table at Millwall, mm. and um, I always remember because uh, I had the back operation. I played a couple of uh, pre-season games, and I remember after one pre-season game, I think we played over Woking Way or somewhere like that. And um, I came in for a little, bit of a little bit of a warm down the following day for training, and my back was in bits. And I just made up my mind there and then that even though I had that month, that sorry, that year's contract there, I was going to call it a day. Yeah. So I just thought to myself, I'm still a young man. I need to protect my back. I don't want to be, you know, any make any severe damage to my back where it's going to be, you know, yeah. everlasting. Yeah. So, you know, um, would you have played for injuries? though? would you have had the injections and played and carried on? Well, I had the operation. Yeah. I mean, you know, I even was contemplating having the operation because having a back operation, a lot can go wrong. Yeah. I had a top neurosurgeon who done it, um, Mr. Afshar in Harley Street. So, 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 so the back was structurally fine, but I just felt it wasn't going to be strong enough to give Mill the value for money. Yeah. So I remember the, 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 the we had joint manager at the time, a guy called. Well, Keith Stevens, we yeah. I know, we, and also Alan McCleary, both joint managers yeah. at the time, 
and I, I always remember them saying they went sign the contract Jim because they, they were my mates essentially yeah. you went sign the contract that was like you sent them in field and you sent her off wasn't it from, uh, or both sent her yeah. off they? Yeah, yeah yeah so they went listen sign the contract even if you play 10 games yeah. listen if I were you we'd sign it I said listen guys it's not been funny any other club I might, I might consider it because this is Millwall Football Club there's no way that I, if I know that I'm not going to give value for money that I can put pen to paper yeah, yeah. it would be going against all my beliefs so that day I put the pen down I walked out of the training ground at Millwall and I was unemployed I had nothing set up could have quite easily signed that contract yeah. I couldn't do it because it was Millwall Football Club because I knew That's amazing. I couldn't give them value for money so I, I, all of a sudden I'm out, I'm out in a big wide world I'm unemployed I've got nothing to fall back on no education and I'm not Jimmy Carter footballer anymore I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just James Carter, yeah. having to make a way in it. And for the first year, very difficult. So at three o'clock, so James Carter struggled for the first year. Yeah? James Carter struggled mate, bas- massively. It's good of you to share that because that's yeah. you know. I'm, I'm, I'm walking around, I'm walking around Sainsbury's on, on three o'clock in the afternoon with the missus pushing the trolley, and instinctively, without even looking at my watch, I know it's three o'clock because yeah. you've got a built-in mechanism. You know it's Saturday, it's three <laughs> yeah. o'clock, and you start you got picking up smells of the the DP and the rail jacks and all that. Players having a bit of better banter, a bit of swearing, you know what I mean? All that sort of thing. The crowd, you can hear the crowd when you're in the dressing room. I, I, I miss that. And it you took- actually, I can imagine like as a player, because I still feel a Saturday at three o'clock. Like, so, yeah. But I feel it from a fan's perspective. So so I, I'm, I'm thinking pub, mate, banter, yeah. game. But, but he's still there. I know for a fact, for the first year, me coming out of football, I was very, very yeah. difficult to live with. I was very moody. I was no fun to live around. My missus would go, listen, you've got to lighten up a little bit. Little bit. She, she understood. She understood yeah. it would take a little bit of transition. What helped a little bit, I guess, is within three weeks of me retiring, got a call, phone call from Millwall Academy, would have come and coached on the 15s yeah. in the academy so that that was good took my mind off it a little yeah. bit for me i struggled a little bit even though i was at mill coaching because i was i was 33 and a half and there was you me see the players putting around, on sessions like, uh, and they're bumming around and i think and i was i was i was you know dying I, every opportunity i'm taking a bib off someone I go, yeah. hey, hey, hold that bib let me come let me show you let me show you that's not so the FA manual way. So, so I was stepping yeah. step in and taking this place. Yeah. And I, and I, I'll just whip this ball in for you. No, you no, really I, should be kicking it, Jim. Yeah, 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 exactly. So for yeah. me, it was uh, it, it was great to be invited onto the, to, to the Millwall Academy coaching staff. But pretty pretty close uh, soon in, um, I, I went back to Millwall and said, "Listen, it's, it's not going to quite work yeah. for me." Um, I, I'd already sort of been involved in the property sector actually yeah. up until that point so which I think we're going to touch on so so basically you know when even when I was at Arsenal I was, I was building project managing my own building sites in, yeah. in terms of one-off self-build houses so I'd, 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 I'd made inroads into that career um, and I had to weigh up because you know coaching twice a week at Millwall taking the under 15s on a Sunday giving, you know bought in 500 quid a week and I yeah. had a, a sort of lifestyle to um, not a massive lifestyle I mean we weren't extravagant but we had a, we had a big house we mm. you know we had the nice cars and I guess if, if I was going to stay into that coaching role for me it was a five-year plan to get where I really wanted to be and for me I couldn't wait that yeah. long so I just I just from that point went into the property side of things. And you, you went into the property at the right time though did you? I did. You know, you yeah. went in a property at the right time, and it was yeah. all around here, wasn't it? For you, for yeah, you. all around half all around so, so yeah, even at Arsenal. So I was one of these players who'd finished training at say after one o'clock. Wasn't a, a big drinker. Didn't play golf. Didn't uh, go to bookies. Didn't, didn't go to bookies. So I, I knew that I had to really take. Yeah. Know, to, but, to, but you had to do something though. Really. I, I yeah. do something. And yeah. also knowing that come 35, I yeah. mean, I, 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 I run it at 33 and a half. But come 35, I'm going to need to go into some sort of pressure, profession. Yeah. And for me, property was another passion for me it's very very with my, with my wife she was very much of the same sort of a uh, um you know mindset in terms of property we actually have a, a massive passion for it so i was finishing training yeah. and going managing managing my own my own projects 
um, you know, ordering materials, project, you know, project managing the lads on site, yeah. subcontractors and what have you. So that was so brilliant. So again, but you're immersing yourself. You've got like a team around you, ain't you? Yeah. You've got personalities around you. Yeah. It's amazing how that transfers. You, you've probably got a head start against, against another property developer. Well, you've never a head start or not, but, but you've got some capital where you can where you can start making it happen. But yeah. but but the self-build market and the property development market is competitive. It is cutthroat. So yeah. did that lend itself to some of your, your traits from professional sport? Because, you know, I speak to a lot of... When, when, when I'm looking at, at candidates for certain positions and individuals who are applying and you, you're looking for character, yeah. you know, I, I can't... I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit like you. I don't really get too excited on the academia unless it's a role which really needs it. Mm. But I look at, you know... Did this, does this guy play play free sport? Does yeah. he play a sport? Was he yeah. captain of a rugby team? Was he was yeah. he a footballer? Was he you know? Yeah. And you can suddenly see if someone plays sports at that level, yeah. they're going to have leadership skills and qualities and resilience about them, which can really help employability. 100%. Which obviously you know the sectors I recruit for. Yeah. Uh, this is not yeah. just a football podcast. This yeah. has got some yeah. recruitment in it. See, Callum, <laughs> tell Holly I remembered. This, I, I own a recruitment business. <laughs> Honestly, Holly, my social director, she tells me every day, you don't own a football show, you don't work for Talk Sport, you own Foy Jones, and we recruit people. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I'm going to see Jimmy today, yeah, so I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, don't right. don't yeah. cancel it. Yeah. No, but we're going to get onto this, but it's relevant. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so those type of person, those type yeah. of character traits really work well in my sector because yeah. you kind of got a working class sector, a professional sector, you yeah. know, and, and people yeah. keep yeah. it real. Yeah. Um, and you're resilient as well. Yeah, but, but what, how did you, what were the challenges of that? You know, did you was it was it the supply chain? Was it the geezers on site? Was it selling the properties? What, what were the highs and lows of that yeah. of that leaving football, getting into property? I think I always um, I think being involved in football gave me that little bit of an advantage because yeah. you you'll know yourself, Pete, that the, the tradesmen that, that come up that are on site, yeah, they all love their football, yeah, and they've got they've got the radio on, right? Yeah. They might not be all Millwall supporters, but we yeah. so straight away I've got an in. You didn't build any houses in Essex, huh? did you? Mate? Oh, no, 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 no. So no, West Ham contingent might not have had that, would they? No, no, no. Start building down uh, yeah, Green yeah. Street in Upton Park. Yeah, uh, yeah, would have got thrown off site, but no. But so so for me, well, I was where they all live now, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they've moved, they've moved that a bit. Yeah, yeah. So for for me, it was all about. You know, trying to get on a level with, with the boys because yeah. listen, number one, I come, I've come from the street. You, you, you know, yeah. you know, you, you, you know my journey there. Uh, but you know, having played football, the first thing they wanted to do was was talk about football. Yeah. Um, and I was always free to, you know, yeah. very, very open in terms of, you know, talk, talking about my career and, you know, so so I always had a very, very sort of jovial site, made it very, very you know, very friendly. Um, obviously, there's times where you know you've got to maybe pull them up a little bit because you know I think tradesmen are like, are like yeah. footballers. You give them a little winch, sometimes they, take, they, they will take a yard. So yeah. sometimes you've got to come down and go, come on, guy, come on, yeah. come on. I think it's you perhaps know, but, 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 I think but, but, it's I think it's reminded it's performance yeah. related, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like course, you know, of, of you, know you, you can have a laugh, but we've got to win the game. Like, like with a like with a tradesman, you know, you can you can have a laugh, boys, but yeah. that job's got to be done. Absolutely, but you know, so come five o'clock, you know, half past four, when some of the boys would knock off, they'd go, listen, Jim, yeah. should we go for a little beer? And I was always up for that, and I, you know. To yeah. Them stories. So I think for me, coming out the football uh, world environment, going into the property, for me, I probably had a little bit of a heads up in that, and a bit of an advantage. Whereas yeah. where I was liked and had that little bit of common bond with the yeah. with the with the workers who were on site because they're like, oh yeah, they wasn't they wasn't. Uh, footballers or hadn't been no. footballers, but they're no different, you know, are they? No, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and, let's, be, and let's be honest, Jim. If, if if perhaps that that chance didn't come at Palace, yeah. do you know what I mean? With with the acad- with the education that you had, you could probably all be on that site with them. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You'd be doing, right. be doing it, your thing there. Exactly right. And, and I never, that, I never that, forgot that, that. people like that. that. That warmth is what people get. You yeah. know, I, I've yeah. been in leadership roles, and you know, it's I'm a working class boy from a Fulham council estate. You know, I've yeah. I've got a thing going when I'm like from a Fulham council estate, a market stall, football terraces, corporate ballrooms, and Foy Jones. 
that's kind of my story. You can encapsulate that in a big TED talk. You can do it really quickly. Yeah. But on that journey, yeah, I can talk to Mr. Chairman, but I can still talk to John. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you so know, and you know, John and Sheila down there, they're just as important. Just as important. And, and that it's makes such a difference. That, that's fa- that makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. So, 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 what else from property then, mate? Was that that was the initial? We're getting into yeah. that. So, so yeah, uh, for, for years I was I was project managing my own sites, so building uh, one-off sites. So it wouldn't so it wouldn't be like three or four houses or, or blocks of flats. It would be primarily one-off sites in very exclusive yeah. parts of Hertfordshire, uh, getting planning permission uh, or, or knocking houses down. Do love a knockdown. Um, love a knockdown. Something about it coming down, is it? Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, in actual fact, it's something about creating for yeah. me. Yeah, for but me, no, but when it's down, yeah. you've got well, a blank yeah. piece of paper. It's, it's it, coming it, back it, up, it, isn't Exactly. It? For me, that's, that's yeah. really, really important. So for me to be able to... To, and I've always built traditionally as well. I've yeah. never been, never done timber frame. I mean, you, we all have our own uh, thoughts on um, build process and whatever. But I've always done traditional builds, so block, you know, block work, uh, um, you know, as opposed to timber timber yeah. frame. So for, for me, I live in a timber frame house. Do you? Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that it's in. Gonna just fall, it's going to fall down. <laughs> <if we're, laughs> Thanks, mate. German engineering. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so for, for me, um, yeah, listen, I love, I love, I love the, the, the building side of things, mm. and. Um, you know, had about five or six new builds uh, under my belt. Um, having said that, back in it got to a point where back in 2002, it seemed like everyone was becoming a property developer. Yeah. You know, you, you know, people oh, had, people, yeah. people, late 90s to early yeah, 2000s. People had equity in the house. All of a sudden, sites yeah. were coming up, you know, and you're not then competing with other developers. You're talking, you're, you're dealing with people who would pay a lot more money. Because yeah. they didn't know the marketplace really, because yeah. they, they would just want to get their hands on sites. Or, or they've, or they've yeah. seen it on the TV show and they're thinking, I could do this. I could do that. So yeah. for me, th- th- I, I made a conscious, conscious decision of, of not getting involved in any more, any more sites at that point. And it was around about 2002 that, that um, my, my oldest son, who's 31 now, he's only about 15, he saw this property in the, mar- in the paper, bought it home to me. It was a castle in Scotland. And he said, um, What about this? And I, I sent off for the brochure. When the brochure came through, and I said to the missus, I went, Anne, this is anything like the brochure. We're going to go have a look at this. Anything like the brochure, we're buying this. I yeah. just built a big house in, in a little village called Norfolk, and um, it was worth quite a lot of money. And this house came up, and this castle came up. We went up to see this castle, fell in love with it, put an offer in. By the time we come back to, 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 back to London, we agreed to buy it. Three months later, I'm living in the castle in Scotland. So that's Lord, skinny. Lord, Lord Jimmy. It came with Lord it, James. It, it, came, it came with a title, and I said, you know what? I said to keep the title because that's, yeah. that's, that's going too far. Yeah. There's no way I'd come back to, to London, go out, go out, go out drinking with my mates and start Newton, and go. By the way, lads, got to start calling. No, you can't be getting off at Deptford and South Bermondsey no. stations and no. like, and yeah. like saying, yeah. like, yeah. Lord Carter. Yeah. You, you, you got to call me there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not, I'm not going to get kidney punches. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, <laughs> no, that, that was it. So listen, lived up there, lived up in Scotland. What should have been maybe, what could have been, maybe three years, ended up nine years in Scotland. By that time, I was, I was building a property portfolio yeah. in terms of buy to lets, as opposed to because I didn't have my team around me yeah, in yeah. terms of the construction side of things. So I'm living in uh, a part of the UK where I didn't have my support mechanism yeah, in yeah. terms of construction. I then went about setting about buying off-plan properties in in around Canary Wharf, Paddington Central, yeah. uh, around London Bridge, Tooley Street, around that way. So I built up a nice little portfolio, um, and that's what I was doing up in up in Scotland um, while I was sort of doing other bits and pieces, playing Legends games and what have you. So yeah. But now I'm back down south. Been back down south now for about the last yeah. five or six years. You still, you still, you still doing your stuff at Millwall? Because, I mean, that's, uh, that's that's when I got to know you. You was doing your commercial stuff, Millwall. Yeah. You were doing your property and stuff. I've moved, I've moved from Millwall, so brilliant. Yeah. Listen, Millwall uh, quite kindly asked me to come into uh, hosting the lounge yeah. about three three years ago. Um, and I tell you straight, Pete, when when Millwall asked you to do something, 
you don't even think how you're going to do it. How do it? You just say yes. Well, in my in my yeah. in my instance, you just say yes, and you wonder then how you're going to do it afterwards. Yeah. I've, never, I've never been one for public speaking, um, but I thought, you know what? Let's go and give it a go. I remember I rocked up. First game was against Bolton at home in a midweek game, a night game. Um, they threw the mic in front of me. A hundred people were in front in the lounge, in the VIP lounge. Billy they weren't doing the roar, were they? Uh, no, yeah. the roar always, always comes yeah. out, mate. Don't yeah. worry about that. And it was absolutely fine. So getting getting that first one out yeah. of the way. So I started doing that for about four months. Um, off the back of that, commercial director at the time asked me if I'd come in and assist in the commercial yeah. department, um, selling hospitality, um, boxes, that sort of thing. Done that, and then we lost our commercial manager. And that's at the point where I left the yeah. hospitality. Uh, sorry. The, the hosting side of things and went full-time in the commercial department yeah. and I enjoyed it done about two and a half years there but I just felt it was the right time for me to, to leave I remember speaking to you when you were doing it and you, you were so passionate about the club but you're like yeah. I've got to, I, I can do I want to do something more I remember, I, I remember I talking to, to you I needed to and, and, it, and, it was, and it was like it was almost like like with a, such a sad with like a heavy heart because you were like yeah. I love this club but, yeah. but I, I, I can do something else and it's it, it was it that is that why where you are now with Jimmy Carter Seven and the and the broadcasting? Is that yeah, is that where it is? That, that's where you know because towards the end of my sort of latter part of my um, my stint at the mill in the commercial, I ended up doing a lot more media stuff. Yeah. So when I when Mill wasn't at home, um, obviously when they're at home I'm on duty, but when they wasn't at home, if Liverpool played down south. Um, yeah. I'll be working for BBC Radio Merseyside. I'll do the odd game for BBC yeah. Radio London. How does that happen? Does, it, does that happen through a contact? Does it happen through an agent? Does it happen do, do through? I, th I think I got contacted by by Emma Jones, who's one of the broadcasters at the BBC Radio London, and she um, she she got hold of me via via LinkedIn, I think, yeah. and uh, put out a little message. Um, and, it's amazing uh, how so powerful, like you know, because you know, yeah. obviously people know I'm a big big fan of LinkedIn. I, I do yeah. videos. I put myself out there, but but it's amazing how relationships can grow. Like like some. Some of my best customers, you know, best businesses we work with, and they're friends yeah. now. You know, the first time I meet them, it feels like I know them anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like we've not met properly before, but it's like yeah. we knew each other anyway. Of course. Of course. I mean? I'll say yeah. to Callum. So Callum was like, Callum was like, did you see Jimmy? I'm all yeah. I said, I've never yeah. met him properly. We've yeah. spoke, we spoke on the phone a lot, yeah, but yeah, we've yeah, never yeah. really. Of course. Of but, course. But, but it just shows you the power of that. You can connect with people that you want to connect with, can't you? Absolutely. And I think obviously we have spoken on the phone a few times. Yeah. And we've hit it off. Yeah. I think we speak the same language. Yeah, I think so, We're street kids. We're street kids. Yeah. Do you know what we, we never forget where we've come from and I think that's important as well because you know we, we will at times you know uh, be mixing with the hierarchy yeah. in terms of whatever uh, arena yeah. we're in and like you say and hats off to you, yeah. you know, and you know we, we're, we're able to adapt we're adaptable yeah. we're little chameleons well when we set this podcast up we set it up to bring to bring people in our sector to life yeah. you know but actually talk about their personalities and their passions and I wanted to get some guests that were from outside of the sector I can genuinely say Jimmy you've been an absolute brilliant guest Fantastic. I mean Thank I mean, Callum's got a challenge to do here because I think he's got three episodes <laughs> combined with one so it might be our first very yeah. two-parter yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. tell me about the future so you know yeah. I, I see you on TalkSport I know you're doing yeah. lo love, love, love football that's the one isn't it yeah you've got Love Sport got Love Sport, love sport, radio. That's, love sport, love sport radio. radio so that's a big thing for you isn't it? You're, you're a big fan yeah, of that yeah so Love Sport are uh, pretty much a, a start-up yeah. uh, radio station pretty much don't need a host uh, today like, uh, listen let's get you on mate <laughs> we'll get you on we'll get you on mate yeah Callum um, tell Holly I'm, he's signing I'm, me up I'm going to get you I'm going to get you yeah. on there mate so, so yeah just like I say towards the end yeah. of my career uh, in the commercial department at Millwall and, and like you say I, I just felt it was the right time to, yeah. to leave I'd, I'd had three years in the commercial I, I, I felt I left myself 
uh, left the, the, the office or the, the position in a much better place than when I took over because I was yeah. you know responsible for one of the biggest. I mean, I, I mean, I see. I, you mean, I, I see some big deals coming in that, that, that add your yeah. name on them, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that gives me a lot of satisfaction to to to, to, yeah. to come away from Millwall, leaving the contribution that I did was very important, and also the fact that I left on a very very good. Um, in, a, in a good place. I mean, I'm now uh, ambassador for the, for the Millwall Community Trust, which yeah. I'm, I'm really, really passionate about. They do some about. great stuff, you know. They do amazing yeah. stuff. And, and it doesn't get reported enough, to be fair. Do you know what, Pete? I'm so honoured yeah. to, be, to have been asked for that because there's many, many, uh, you know, past, you know, Millwall heroes over, over the years that they could have they could have picked the phone up to, but they, they knew that because of my upbringing and because of my passion for the community yeah. and what they offer, you know, the broader range in terms of the young, the well, old, Ful and the options they yeah. give. It was so important. Ful that Ful Ful Fulham locked me in, Jim, you know, so I went, I, I, I was taking my boys to some of the community coaching things and stuff like that, or yeah. my eldest really, and I knew some of the coaches. I used to play with them, they were good players, and some were, you know, they, they might have played the old reserve game or youth game, they were doing coaching, and they were like, why don't you get involved? And, and I ended up doing 11 years, you know, with the Fulham Foundation, the Fulham Community, you know, stuff like that. I remember that we went to a launch in Parliament, and like, my eldest was standing next to Chris Coleman and Dave Besson, and, and, you know, but, but, but I was involved in it, but I I was involved in it for not. I weren't involved in it for money because actually it was costing me money to do it. Of but course, but I wanted it. But I was involved in it because I was coaching on Saturdays and Sundays next to my club. You know, like, like the, I supported with kids. And you know, the, the Hammersmith Fulham was a very mixed community. You've got million pound houses. And you've got some quite rough estates and that. Yeah. So so. But when they got on that pitch, they're all the same. So for me, I was involved part because I I cared, part because yeah. I was a parent, and then there's part because I love the club. Yeah. Amazing. That stays forever, doesn't it? Of course it does. Of course it, it does. It stays it's forever. Brilliant. It's brilliant to hear that. that, that, that you know, Fulham, Fulham got that. it right. I think, I think they modelled their yeah. they modelled their community work on Charlton. And I think Charlton at the time were really doing great stuff. Yeah. Fulham modelled it on that and won lots of awards. And yeah. but for what I know now, the, the work Millwall does it in some more challenging demographical areas. Do you know what I mean? It's, they do it really well. Don't yeah. they? You're spot on. You're spot yeah. on. We, we, we've now headhunted uh, a guy called Sean Daly, who is now the standing uh, chief exec, who was previously at Charlton. So yeah. we're trying to replicate that model to a degree. But like you say you know the, the the area around South Bermondsey has its challenges you know as a demographic in terms of you know the, the personnel and but what we want to do is make everything inclusive and you know um, there's a, um, a disabled team that we have as well uh, at Millwall they do walking yeah. football do you play in a walking football gym uh, I'm not really yeah. that yet mate yeah. no, I'm still no. running but I'm, I'm out in the island on Saturday here we go football. yeah I know yeah. <laughs> with, with Ray out there yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah you went through the yeah, line yeah, up mate yeah, yeah. 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 how so, much football do you play on them trips you know, it's more, it's more like a jolly up really. Yeah, I was I'm, say, being, I'm being honest with you. You must ache afterwards though, don't you? No, uh, do you know the mean? day after, you're yeah. like the Tim man at the Wizard of Oz. You really, yeah. really are. It does, yeah. it does, doesn't get any easier, but you know, listen, listen, we'll get around the bar. Do you know what I like as well when I watch you on the telly and that? You, you can sort of see that, you know a team's trying when they go for the really recently retired ones. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they've got a big, big, they've got some yeah. of the names, but then they've got like, yeah. and I'm going, it was playing last season. Yeah, exactly. You, know I mean? exactly. Like, you must. You must go. Yeah, yeah, no, no disrespect, but you, you've been trying like 15, 20 or years ago. So yeah. you're turning out to play. You're going for the jolly in there, and they've yeah. got like three geezers that are thirty-five. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they were playing. They played yeah. forty games last and, and, season. And, and, you must go. Oh yeah. no. And that's that's when you when you look at the team sheet and you look at some like young whippersnappers. Yeah. You think to yourself. I don't, we don't need this today. Yeah, we don't need this. And, 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 and by, by the way, we're, we've been at it night before. Yeah, of course you have. Yeah, yeah. and you're going out so, today at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, no, listen, absolutely fantastic. But listen, great, great to be involved in. But in is, the, media the, is, the, is the media broadcasting? Is that is that the future for you? Now? Do you see that? Yeah, I, I mean, is, is that what pays the bills? That, that's that's that, that I see as my bread and butter. I want, yeah. to, I want to do more. So yeah. you know, it's great to be on Talksport, uh, yeah. be invited on there. I mean, first and foremost, I went on there as a guest yeah. with uh, with Andy Goldstein and Jason Cundy. That's sports bar, isn't it? Yeah, sports bar. 
following week. I have, have, have a laugh on that show. Yeah, it was it's it? brilliant. Midnight yeah. Trenton Madison. Whatever. In the following week, Andy Andy calls me up and said, "Listen, Jason's out in Baku. It was a it was a Europa League Cup, yeah. final, Europa Cup final. Uh, Arsenal Chelsea. Uh, do you want to stand in the co-host? We've done a three-hour little stint with with Andy Goldstein. So for me, so was early on in my was folk between not negotiating the contracts <laughs> or not, mate? Hey. No, no. It was, yeah. it was just a, just yeah. a profoundly phone call. Yeah. For me, so early on in my my media career to yeah. be asked to co-host a yeah. show of the magnitude of sports, no, it's a big sports thing, right? it's, it's big and, and, yeah. and that's fact but I want to do more I mean now the season starts I mean I've done the co-commentary for TalkSport on yeah. Saturday was that your first? Uh, for TalkSport it was yeah, but that was actually in the studio uh, it yeah. goes out internationally so it's, all, it's TalkSport yeah. live so that goes out to um, so many countries yeah. USA and, uh, Ghana all the African countries um, so that's good but do you, see, do, you, do you see yourself in Dubai with keys and grey? Do you ever see yourself out there? I don't know. You, do you know what? I, I yeah. actually love. I love. I love going to, to yeah. games, but being in stadiums. For yeah. me, I don't mind being in the studio and doing doing the. the, the no, you like, no, you I, like the smell. I love. You like the I love the buzz and, and you know smelling the grass. And yeah. so hopefully I'll do more as the season kicks on. Do more in the um, the summarise and the co commentaries with with the likes of BBC Radio London, BBC Radio Merseyside. Yeah, that's where I see my bread and butter. Yeah. Um, that little bit for BBC. World news during le- leading up to um, just last week, actually leading up to the Super Cup, pre- previewing that. But um, so I'm very passionate in terms of, and I enjoy it. I, what, what it does, Pete, it, it keeps me involved in football. Um, I still obviously like to pull, pull the boots, boots on now and again. But to be involved on a match day is really, at the age of 53, really, really interesting and exciting for me. Okay, so for the first time in the history of Foy Jones Channel on our podcast, Jimmy, we are now into stoppage time and we've gone into extra time. Love mate. that. We've, we've left, we, we want to cover something else, and this is something quite yeah. dear to your heart, isn't it, mate? So yeah. talk to me, talk to my listeners, talk to social media, yeah. good, great and good at LinkedIn about Footballers Global, mate. Footballers Global is a concept that we created uh, round about, we've been working it for about 12 months now. And it's the reason why it's very, I'm very, very passionate about it, because we spoke about my career, me you know, going on a journey, apprentice, pro, and then getting turfed out of football. Very, very dark place and where that leaves you. Yeah. So we came up with a concept of making an, an online social media platform to rival the likes of you know, Facebook, Twitter, but purely for football glo- global yeah. lovers throughout the world. So, uh, so boys and girls of any age can upload, create a profile, create a CV, upload, showcase, do, do them doing tricks in the garden, doing free kicks, upload yeah. it, share it with everyone. Very, very safe as well. But we've also, more importantly, and this is where the side of it where I came in, where, which, which is very, very dear to my heart, Pete, is when I got released, as I say, it was a very, very dark yeah. place. I managed to get a second chance. Yeah. What we're trying to provide is a second chance for players who maybe have slipped through the net in terms of not being quite there um, throughout their, their, their early life, but 18 have developed and yeah. are now ready to go into maybe Oh, an yeah, academy. I mean, you look how people grow, how people mature. You can be a different person at 18 as you were at 17 and a half, can't you? You can definitely, change overnight. Definitely, and, and for us, we've got the scouts yeah. who all register, who are all affiliated and all accredited. That's what we manage very, very carefully online as yeah. well, that they, we, we can put players in front of them. So, for example, if a scout is after a left-sided midfield player, 20 years old, who scored yeah. 10 goals by October, type it in, Profiles come up with maybe three or four players. They're not allowed to to to, yeah. to um, directly contact the player. They've got to come through the the, the, the system. Um, but it's a fantastic way of getting players back into the game. Equally as well, Pete. Just going to say, just very quickly, players who have been in the academy, yeah. who've maybe been in since eight years old, come sixteen, been told they're not quite good enough. 
they are in a very, very dark place. That's the heartbreaking moment for them, isn't it? Because that's, yeah, that's everything they've known, and especially now when they're in the bubble, they're cocooned, and they're in the... Um, one, of, one of our friends' children, um, Michael, he, he went through that. Yeah. Uh, he was with Fulham for a long time, and that, that didn't work out, and he went to QPR. He was with QPR for two years, that, yeah. that didn't quite happen at Southend and he played, played some first team games at Southend last year but yeah. he's now gone alone to a lovely club like got the Bromley and I think really? that's a, but you know he'll get game time it's really good for him yeah. he's, still only, he's still only 20 years of age yes. do you know what I mean so, yeah. so like you said you didn't play till you were 21 you know exactly it, it, but these players but, but he, he was lucky enough to be with the right clubs and the right agents if Fulham had said no completely and he hadn't gone to QPR yeah that's where they're going to go. So, yeah. so, so I, I'm, I'm seeing this. I mean, I've got it up in, on my phone here, so I'm seeing it. So it's almost like a like a dating app, stroke Facebook show, showcase, stroke. Yeah. It's all there, isn't it? It's something that for me, it's never been done before. It's an online safe platform for footballers globally, all over the world. The to, world's football community. Absolutely. You know, to showcase their I'm talents. I'm a player, a fan, a parent. I'm a scout. I'm a, pre- a premium player. Yeah, absolutely. Would I be a premium player? Uh, you probably would be. I mean, yeah. premium player. Actually, there's a slight subscription per year, which yeah. is two two pound a month. Yeah. It's actually. Nothing, yeah. but what that does that gets you in front of the scouts, gets you visibility, yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. But that's got that, that couple of quid a month, whatever. And this, this, yeah. this actual platform that that is in contrast to you having to walk all the way to White Hart Lane and knock on the door exactly. and go to Brisbane Road and knock on the door. Do you know 100%. what I mean? 100%. Yeah. And that's why when I heard about the concept and it was put in, 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 in front of me, I just thought, you know what, there's so much that resonates yeah. for me. As a, as a young player, looking back to 18 years old, when I was on the scrap heap, yeah. if I had something like Footballers Global back then, I would have been registered. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, obviously, I'm going to give, and, it, and it's weird why I'm doing this, and I'm doing this to, because it's something we believe in so much at Foy Jones, but we love Foy Jones' video, where, you know, if I'm introducing you, Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy James, Led, Lord James, <laughs> if I'm introducing you to Callum as a potential employer, yeah. I don't go, here you go, Callum. Here's, here's, here's Jimmy's CV uh-huh. because that's that's only shows you 20% of you. Yeah. We we record a two-way video interview with you talking about yourself, showcasing your achievements, your strengths, yeah. your weaknesses, your personality. Yeah. I send that to Callum. Yeah. He opens it up. He yeah. looks at it. He's yeah. already met you before he's met you. So if Callum wants to meet you, yes. you know yeah. that it's really actually worth having that conversation. A- absolutely. And this is actually just just a different version of that same technology because of you're course. saying to people. Put yourself out there in front of the globe, yeah. in front of a global football community, yeah. show us what you got, and you never yeah. know what can happen. Absolutely so right. It's a, yeah. it's a lifeline, but but more than that, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely. And you know, for me, trying to get players who have not quite made the grade, who are looking to make yeah. the grade, who feel they're good enough, it's, a, it's an ideal opportunity. What, what's your role in it, Jim? I'm, I'm, I'm an ambassador. So yeah. I'm an ambassador. So you know, for me to get behind that and, and champion it, yeah. um, obviously I'm not working behind the scenes, but we're actually in the process of getting a very, very high profile face to actually push this forward because it's like anything, you know, um, you tell us who it is. Uh, we, we, I can't tell yeah, you. No, okay. I can't tell you at the moment. But I mean, will, I haven't signed yet, Jim. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it will be made every, yeah. probably within the next three to four, four so, weeks. No, but, I mean, but, but you know, but, if you are a player, a fan, yeah. or a parent, or you're yeah. a scout, or yeah. you know, you're, you're someone that wants to do it, why wouldn't yeah. you sign up? Exactly. That, that's free, the thing for me. Why wouldn't you it's, sign it's, up? It's free of charge. Yeah. Uh, you know, the scouts can, and, and, and the parents, everyone's free of charge. Of course, if you want to go to the premium level where you're putting your CV and your footage in front of top accredited affiliated scouts globally, yeah. not just in the UK. We've got, How long has it been going? Uh, we've launched around about two or three months ago. Two or three months. Been a few, been a, yeah, been a few little tweaks yeah. um, to get the platform exactly right. Any successes? Right. Um, we've had lots. We've, yeah. had, we've so many scouts now registering from yeah. all over the world and we've had players from Ghana, from Nigeria, USA, both boys and girls coming on board. Um, but obviously we want to get to that next level yeah. and now the next level for us is getting that so for, for us it's so important that the face 
the front front face of this actual platform resonates yeah. with the story as well yeah. and we've earmarked that one no, person and, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah very very excited so if he agrees to come on board yeah. and he's a good friend of mine as well yeah um, this will go off to an absolutely unbelievable level and to be part of it from inception to see it grow will be very very rewarding for me and, and it's a way as well where you're you're kind of taking out the you're taking out lots of the periphery factors where where, the, where bad things can happen because you've got that control element there haven't you and it's regulated yeah exactly and exactly I think that's right. so important as yeah. well because from a, from a parent's perspective you know I want my children to be okay first of all exactly. and then I want them to be in the right environment in the right club and the right coaching and, and today's well now with some yeah. of the some of the awful situations which are coming out from coaching in the 70s and 80s and yeah. you know horrific situations yes this is, gives you a level of protection doesn't it and this is where exactly we want to be so I'm very very proud of what, what we've yeah. created Pete and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to some very, very exciting times with Footballers Global. Well, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll put Footballers Global out. We'll support it as best we can. Um, Amazing. Long may it continue, mate. Lovely. Excellent. It's been a real pleasure, mate. Oh, it's thank been you. Superb, mate. So from my point of view, thank you, mate. You've been a brilliant guest. Absolutely. Pleasure. Hope you enjoyed the Foy Jones show, mate. A real pleasure, mate. Thank you very Tom much man. indeed. Thank you. So that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Foyne Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do.